eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to go over this Arkansas TCU Texas Bowl. We're going to be joined by Jeremy Clark at hornfrogsblitz.com. Get a little bit of an insight on uh, the TCU Horn Frogs. Of course, Danny West is going to join us. Talk a little bit about the game also and some recruiting. And we're going to talk about all these seniors that are returning for Arkansas. All that more on Hogsports Live. All right, everybody, we're having a little bit of trouble with the stream, but I think it's okay on your end, so everything looks like it's working out. Now, before we get into everything, I want to remind you, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. If you haven't followed the page yet, go ahead and do so. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to hit a like or a thumbs up on both of those channels. Subscribe to the YouTube YouTube, <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube page, and uh, be sure you hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to throw us a five-star review if you have not done so already and you like the content. There's no better way to share to let other people know that you like this stuff to help us out uh, than to do those things. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, be sure to do that. If you haven't signed up for text alerts, be sure to do that as well. And I don't know what happened to – there we are. There's Trey Biddy. All right. Let's get all the NASCAR stuff down. Arkansas has gotten a lot of good news lately. I'll remove that. There you go. Arkansas has gotten a lot of good news. Uh, started with Myron Cunningham on, I guess this was the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve. Maybe it was Christmas Adam. But Myron Cunningham coming back, this is a big one. All right. And, you know, just a few days later, we'll kind of combine these two, but Ty Clary also uh, coming back uh, and Myron Cunningham. So, Cunningham's a guy that really had a, a decent shot to be drafted. In fact, the paperwork they got back from the NFL indicated that he probably would be. So getting him back is huge. 6'7", 325 pounds, a guy that really has just been carrying that weight one year. So I want to see what he looks like, you know, another year carrying that weight, being with Brad Davis, being with Sam Pittman. He's already 23 years old, so he'll be 24 next season. So he's a little bit older guy, and that's kind of what I was talking about you know, with closing the gap with some of these teams, you know, like, you know, I've said, let's don't talk about Alabama yet, but maybe some guys that, you know, some teams that Arkansas is uh, within striking distance of, like an Auburn, LSU, the way they were this year, getting guys who are 24 years old, 23 years old in your starting lineup can help you close the gap from maybe from an experience standpoint, from a strength standpoint versus a team, you know, that might have some more talented older players who are moving on to the NFL, who you know, basically leave a spot for, you know, a 19, 20-year-old to fill. So, advantageous for Arkansas, I think, when you consider guys like that coming back. You know, Grant Morgan's another one. Uh, Grant Morgan will be 23 years old next month. 5'11", 222-pound, first-team All-SEC linebacker, Christmas Day, announced to everybody. That's a very Grant Morgan thing to do. Merry Christmas. Uh, 111 tackles, 12.33 uh, per game. Great season. And this is a guy also, you know, he's a former walk-on. He's always had that chip on his shoulder, obviously. And, you know, finally gets to play a lot this last year. And, you know, which brings me back to 2019. Like, why didn't he play more in 2019? Like, and there he did because of some injuries, but it's like they didn't trust him. And, you know, this year he plays and he's an all-ACC linebacker. Like, he could have played last year. You could have had a better rotation going last year. But anyway, Grant Morgan coming back. It's hard to blame him. You know, he had a lot. He's married, you know. Uh, I assume he, he's – yeah, he's graduated. He's applied to med school. 
So you could see him maybe like taking his crack at the NFL. And if he doesn't make it, you know, he's got plenty of fallbacks, obviously. But you could see him moving on. But at the same time, to put all that work in and only have one real, you know, year where you're the starter, it makes a lot of sense for him to come back. I certainly (laughs) – I I could have done that, uh, definitely. You know, I I think people are in too big a hurry all the time. I've said this before, to move on to the next level. And really, if you ask most people, if college wasn't the best time of their lives – it's tied with that, with something else, and you can never get it back, you know. So stay in college, stay in school. That's what I always say. Devion Warren coming back, obviously that makes a lot of sense. You know, he's a guy that would have had to make a team, you know, in training camp and coming back for a torn ACL, that's no way to enter the pro ranks. So Devion Warren coming back, that's a, a nice addition. And he's a guy, you know, and we'll get to Jaqueline Crawford too, but, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, shorter, shiftier wide receivers. Most of the guys on Arkansas's roster tend to be like six one or better. Uh, so Devion at 5'10", 186 provides a, a different change of pace. Had a really good year in towards the, until his ACL. 15 catches for 278 yards is definitely a career year. Blake Kern kind of falls in the same role as, as Grant Morgan. You know, it's a thin position, just like linebacker. Tight end's a thin position. He he exceeded everybody's expectations this year. He's a former walk-on. He's, he'll be 24 years old when next season kicks off. But, I mean – Arkansas needed him to come back, and he makes all the sense in the world. Being a former walk-on, really only playing, you know, special team stuff, but really only really contributing on offense till this year. So, of course, come back. You put all that work in. You play a lot. T.J. Hammonds is another guy. You know, T.J.'s flashed a lot. He's only 22. He'll be 23 next season, though. Uh, but he's flashed a lot of times, but he hasn't been consistent. You know, this is an opportunity for him to maybe get some consistency. Will he play running back? Will he play wide receiver? Another 5'10", 192 guy. I think he fits in best at wide receiver, but six guys that are coming back from Arkan- for Arkansas that are seniors that we know of right now. And then you get in Jaqueline Crawford, by the way, for the bowl game, and he'll be with you next season. For those who don't remember Jaqueline Crawford, former four-star recruit who signed with Oklahoma out of high school, a nice get. He's a guy that plays whoever the most explosive player for the opposing team is. He's been that guy on scout team for Arkansas. He's been ineligible until uh, they lifted all that for transfer. So he will be able to play in the bowl game. Be interesting to get a good early, early look at him. But, you know, with him, you know, he's not – I think he's a little bit taller than than 5'10". But, um, I mean, maybe right at it. I don't know. Maybe he's 5'11". But he's a guy that – you know, with TJ and uh, and and with uh, Devion Warren, you know, can provide that shiftier slot guy, which I guess, you know, Traylon Burks has been playing that role too. So it's 6'3", 230. But uh, it's nice to have some change of pace type of guys out there. And, and TJ could help at running back too if needed. I don't know that he'll be needed. I think you got guys like A.J. Green who will step in next year as a freshman. But still waiting on some guys, obviously. Sam Pittman says, you know, there's a few guys that they're still – working out you know there's uh, Jonathan Marshall probably be the biggest fish of all those I think that's probably a guy that he was talking about when he said we'll ha- we'll see how good a recruiters we are Jonathan Marshall 6'3", 317 had a great year and really another guy that you know he's played but he hasn't been like the guy and he was this season but he's probably going to get drafted I think if he comes out I think he'll really test well Tremaine Carroll, Arkansas's former strength and conditioning coach, said he's the strongest player he's ever been around, which is saying a lot. So there's A.J. Reid, um, you know, who'd have some competition at kicker this year with Cameron Little coming in, number one ranked kicker prospect in the country. You know, Deion Edwards, a guy who hasn't played a whole lot but was injured pretty much all year. Micah Smith in the same category, both fifth-year seniors. You know, Tyson Morris, I think if you're Tyson Morris, you know, he's a guy that sat out from a transfer he played at Central Oklahoma and redshirted. Then he had to sit out a year. So it's almost like he lost a year right there. So he may want one more year back at it. He's kind of right there on the cusp of being top six wide receiver. Jack Lindsey, I mean, why not come back and hold? I've mentioned before, you know, you get to go to AT&T Stadium, Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, and Georgia next season. Pretty good road trips for a holder. Felipe Frank's pretty much gone. Uh, it hasn't been said or announced officially. Maybe he'll do that in some kind of manner, but Sam Pittman has indicated pretty firmly that, um, you know, it'll be Malik Hornsby and uh, and K.J. Jefferson likely in the spring battling out. Dorian Gerald's a guy that I think probably won't come back, but I think should come back. Now, we've talked about the offensive line 
like how big that is because you basically got seven guys with significant starting experience coming back next year, battling for five spots. It's a great situation to be in. Arkansas needs to continue to get bigger, and they've got some guys, you know, like Marcus Henderson and Ray Curry, Jalen St. John, some of these younger guys who have been in the system for a whole year. Maybe they start competing. So you get the numbers like – He'd mentioned bringing in two older players with two of the scholarships they have remaining, like two grad transfers, but now probably we'll look at maybe bringing in maybe a guy with like three years' experience, just a regular transfer, you know, a guy who's playing behind an, an all-conference, an all-American type of player who, who needs a change, um, you know, welcoming a guy like that in versus an older player. So continue to build a little bit more depth. You'll, you'll, you'll have 16 guys as it is right now on the offensive line next season if nothing changes. That's the best they've been at, you know, numbers-wise since 2014. Pittman would like to be a little more 17, 18, you know, so, and he can get to that with a couple of more guys like that. Um, but flipping over to the defensive side, man, they're so much in limbo right now because, first of all, Julius Coates isn't with the team, and I, I know they hope to get him back. I would, I would think he's such a talent. I hope to get him back with the team. He's not going to be playing in the bowl game, but, you know, him – all right, Dorian Gerald, who kind of indicated, you know, kind of shrugged it off about coming back this year before the season started, but didn't really know about the NCAA forgiving it and allowing you to have a bonus year. So, he, I mean, he was injured in the first game, spent most of the good part of the season injured. I would think he could put together more, more film um, and come back. I mean, he came, he, he was late and out of shape the first time he came. He really only started playing the last couple of games. Uh, 2019, he was hurt in the first game. And then this year he was hurt in the first game. Last year he missed the whole season, though. He played some this year. So, I mean, to me he makes sense to come back, but I could understand, you know, why he might want to move on. He's only been on campus for two and a half years. So, but Dorian Gerald, Julius, Julius Coast, those are the two guys who are starting at defensive end entering the season. Those are your two starters at defensive end. So, those two guys, Jonathan Marshall and then Xavier Kelly. You know, is Xavier Kelly going to come back? I mean, that's that's a lot of guys on the defensive line, and it's a line of scrimmage league, and now you're talking about seven guys on offense coming back who have starting experience, you know, plus expecting some younger guys to push a little bit, and then, you know, possibly four guys who classify as seniors, Dorian Gerald, Jonathan Marshall, Xavier Kelly, Julius Coates. Julius Coates would be the youngest, but he'd be the only true senior out of those guys. I mean, plus what you have, you know, with guys returning, um, you know, and Eric Gregory, who really had a strong season. Uh, Nichols, Isaiah Nichols. I mean, I thought Nichols really probably surprised a lot of people this year. And then some other young guys. And plus, with a couple of those remaining scholarships, they would like to go out and get just a straight stud. I think they want a stud pass rusher. That's where they really have lacked this season. You know, I think Mateo Soli is a guy that could grow into that. Zach Williams has shown some promising things. You know, there's two other guys who, you know, played a good bit this season. But Mateo has had a cast on his hand and needs to add some more weight. He needs to put on some more weight, but you don't want to take away that explosiveness. So Hayden Henry's another guy to keep an eye on who could add some depth at linebacker. So pretty good news so far. We talked about Jaqueline Crawford, obviously, a little bit. Should provide a nice boost at wide receiver in the bowl game and, of course, next year moving forward. You know, there's always these underlying stories like in half the game, more than half the games this year, there was something, you know, whether it's Sam Pittman going, you know, playing Georgia or Felipe Franks heading to Florida or Barry Odom facing Missouri. It was just one thing after another where there was some kind of connection, you know. And this one, I guess, shouldn't be any different. You know, Arkansas and TCU battle a lot in recruiting. Uh, there's a couple of guys that you'll, you know, Darwin Barlow, Savion Williams, some guys that, uh, you know, Arkansas was was really heavily in uh, involved with. But really, like Sam Carter, who's Arkansas's cornerback coach, you know, he was a Thorpe Award finalist, and he did it at TCU. So he's got a connection there. And then uh, I guess another one, maybe on a lesser scale, would be. Uh, Traylon Smith, Arkansas running back Traylon Smith, who is from Houston. So the game is playing at Energy Stadium in Houston. So uh, he'll have a lot of family there. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be restrictions, but he'll have a lot of family there. So that'll be good. Before I jump into getting uh, Jeremy Clark on the horn here, who is uh, with Horn Frog Blitz, 
He is the publisher there, does a great job at that site. He's going to provide a lot of insight. we got to touch on basketball right now. We're not going to have Curtis Wilkerson on, but, again, Curtis has a new show called Hog Hoops Live. Uh, I think we'll bring that back probably – I'm not sure. It's it's kind of a cluster, right, because we we got this show going right now, and then tomorrow's the basketball game against Auburn, the SEC opener. That's at – what time is that game? I believe it's at 6. Yep, 6 o'clock at Auburn, ESPN2, Wednesday, December 30th. So um, I think we'll end up having that game, that uh, his show come back next week. Uh, but obviously that's a key game coming up. And then Missouri after that in Fayetteville uh, on January – when is that one? Second, I think. January 2nd at noon. No, at 11 on CBS, number 12, Missouri. So – Basketball season gearing up. I mean, it's they're eight zero. They steamrolled most of these teams, won by double digits in every game, and now the real tests begin. It looks like Arkansas has a good team, but we'll see. We shall see, won't we? All right, Jeremy Clark again does a great job over at Horn Frog Blitz, and uh, him and Billy Wessels over there. Let's see if I can get him on the horn. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Three rings. This is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. How you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to uh, to Hog Sports Live. I was just giving you a glowing introduction on the great job you guys do over there at Horn Frog Blitz. And by the way, it is one dollar right now if you want to sign up for your first month over at Horn Frog Blitz with uh, uh, Jeremy and uh, and Billy Wessels. Just you two guys over there, right? Running the show. Yeah, and and and, and Billy just Billy just joined us. Oh gosh, probably about a month and a half ago. Came over from. Yeah. Uh, the competitor, so yeah. we're glad to have him. He's a former Rivals guy like I am. I've been over over at 24-7 for almost three years. I guess in April it'll be three years. So, Jeremy, I want to just go over a few questions here, not steer too far off of our uh, our other uh, Q&A that we did. But um, we talked a little bit about the COVID situation, and, and TCU seems like they're in pretty good shape. Uh, Arkansas also uh, is in real good shape, uh, according to sources, uh, coming out of the break. So that's good. Looks like we'll get – it's pretty close. I mean, everybody's got their injuries and stuff, players who won't be back, but it looks like we'll get pretty close to uh, as full steam uh, as these guys can be. I wanted to ask you about Max Duggan because that's the guy that everybody talks about, and it just kind of seems like uh, as he goes, TCU goes. Is that is that a fair assessment, you think, for the TCU offense? Yeah, I, I do. I think uh, if you go back and watch some of the games this year, he's, he's making a lot of the big plays on the ground. He hasn't really had a great year throwing the football, but he's he's had some of those games. Uh, Iowa State was one game where he had a pretty good half. 
and, and a lot of people thought if man, if he would have played the whole game, they probably would have won that game. But I think I think a majority of it does have to do with Max. But I think it it sounds cliche, but I really think it really starts up front on the offensive line. They've had so many different moving parts this year up front, and and really the last. I guess about the last six games when they kind of turned this thing around is when they've been playing more consistently up front, giving Max more time to to find receivers and and obviously open the running running lanes for uh, those uh, talented running backs they have. I think since the Oklahoma game, they've averaged a hundred more yards rushing on the ground. So they've uh, they've actually done a pretty good job here within the last six games. Mm. You know, a, a trend that kind of. Uh, should worry you a little bit if you're an Arkansas fan. Now, Arkansas has lost three games this season by a combined seven points. Uh, but TCU has found a way to win their games. They've won six of seven. Is that correct? Six of seven? Yeah, six, they, six, well, they've won five of the last six games. Five of the last ever six, since, yeah. Ever since, yeah. They've yeah. lost to Oklahoma. They've won five of the last six. And Arkansas has lost four in a row, actually, heading into this one. So, Two teams going a little bit different. Arkansas is obviously, you know, one of those games is Alabama, but uh, they also lost some close games that they had a chance to win. But TCU finding a way to win. Um, they got some nice receivers too and skill guys. Uh, you, uh, TCU has recruited really well at running back in the last uh, in the last couple of cycles. Um, Quentin Johnson Johnston uh, at wide receiver is a really really big talent. Uh, just tell us a little bit about what we can expect with those skill guys. Well, you uh, talk about the receivers, Quentin Johnston. He's really had a, a nice season for a true freshman. I think he's just a few yards away from what Jalen Rager was able to accomplish a couple of years ago when he was a true freshman. Mm-hmm. But he's really become Max Duggan's primary weapon when, when TCU's offense needs a big play. Max has figured it out. Hey, I'm just going to throw it up to the 6'4", 6'5", receiver, and he's going to outjump those guys and make some plays. And Johnston has uh, – he's obviously got a long frame. He's He's got – jumping ability through the roof and, and one thing that people don't really realize about him he's really uh, his, his speed is very deceptive mm-hmm. he's not a slow guy he's not just your typical throw it up and that's how we're going to make plays he can run by you as well but he's made some good plays I think if you look back Tay Barber's another guy hasn't had a, a really big year this year but he led TCU last year in receiving so he's still a guy that can make some plays up from the slot position they'll probably get him involved a little bit in the run game Jet sweeps and Darius Davis. Uh, I think I mentioned to you on our questions that he's a guy that had a, a huge game against Oklahoma State. He was a big reason why the Frogs were able to win that game. He had almost 150 yards receiving against a pretty good Cowboy secondary. I mean, they come into that game uh, as one of the better defenses in the Big 12. But they've got several guys that are are really key guys at receiver. The running backs, as you mentioned, they're. They they have one guy out, Demarque Foster, a former four star. He's he's been injured, but they still got four other guys that they trust fully. Zach Evans, everyone knows about Zach, five star, highest rated signee ever to sign with TCU. He's really come on strong the last three games, rushed for two uh, hundred yards in two of those games, and, and had a pretty good game last last time out against Louisiana Tech. And and the one guy that I would say that that people really need to keep an eye on is is, is a guy that. No one was really watching before the season, and his name's Kendra Miller. He was basically a, a very low three-star recruit, only had UTSA, and I think one other G5 school, and really those guys were kind of looking at him as a linebacker, but TCU brought him in as a running back, and he's really excelled. And early on in fall camp, I was even being told by some people close to the program that, hey, man, Miller Miller might be just as good as Evans, if not better. So mm-hmm. he's a guy that had a, had a, a huge game against Louisiana Tech as well. And that's just really, I mean, they have they have a lot of weapons to get uh, the football to and, and allow those guys to make some plays. But, you know, it's it's all about what the defense dictates and, you know, which way they want to go about it, if they want to use that strong run game or if they want to try to make some plays with those receivers. Jeremy Clark joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at jclarkfb247. He is the publisher of Horn Frogs Blitz on the 24-7 Sports Network. I want to flip you over to defense because this defense looks – so typical Gary Patterson, and you go through the the list of names, and I always like seeing how players were rated as recruits. And you know, there's some guys that were rated well and stuff, but not guys that just like one guy after another that jumps out at you. Like we're used to seeing a lot of times in the SEC. But the the word scrappy always comes to mind when I think of Gary Patterson's defense. That four two five, uh, Mathis, Wallow, 
Hodges Tomlinson, Mowering. I'm not sure if I'm saying Trevon Mowering, uh, that name right, but uh, all those guys were, I believe, all Big 12 this year and uh, only giving up 350 yards a game, which is tough to do in the Big 12 with so many explosive offenses. Uh, your thoughts on this defense and, and how they match up against Arkansas? Well, the defense is uh, – going into this year, everyone thought the defense would be the strong strong point of TCU's football team. And they had a lot of guys coming back, as you mentioned, Garrett Wallow coming back, Trayvon Merrick. Merrick is a hard name to pronounce, by the way, so I'm not, I'm not going to give you trouble on <laughs> that one. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you had guys uh, early in the year, you had Corey Bethley go out, so that was a big loss at defensive tackle. And uh, Noah Daniels, which was I think pro football focus, had him as the top rated cornerback uh, early in the season, just the way he was playing. He got hurt against Oklahoma, so he's, he's missed uh, a majority of the season. But mm-hmm. when you look at their defense in general and you look at the 4 they're always they're usually successful if they have a strong defensive line, whether that's defensive ends getting to the quarterback, whether it's defensive tackles uh, being strong in the rush rushing game. Their defensive line has really, just like I mentioned with the offensive line, ever since that Oklahoma game, they've kind of just flipped the switch. O'Shawn Mathis is is playing as good as any defensive end in the country right now. He's had uh, he, he leads and he's actually second since Iowa State played in the Big Twelve Championship. He's now second in the Big Twelve with nine sacks and I think third in tackles for loss. But the last six games he's had four games where he's had multiple sacks. He's he's really started to get to the quarterback and and as I mentioned on one of my answers, Kari Coleman, a true freshman out of Louisiana, this kid had twenty seven sacks as a senior last year, and he, if this kid was 6'4", 235, he would have had more offers from uh, different SEC programs, including LSU, which probably would have been tough for TCU to get him out of Louisiana if he was if he was a bigger kid. But mm-hmm. he ended up uh, leading the nation for true freshmen and tackles for loss with 15. So Kari uh, kind of just getting better in his game has helped O'Shawn a lot. Both of them have done a good job getting to the quarterback. And defensive line has just kind of been by committee. They've had – uh, four or five guys, including a couple freshmen that have really come in and, and played well. And linebacker D. Win- everyone talks about Gary, Garrett Wallow, but D. Winters has played exceptionally well. And the one guy that I would say has impressed me the most out of everyone on that defense is Hodges Tomlinson. Uh, the name sounds familiar because it is. It's Ladanian Tomlinson's nephew, and he's not the biggest guy. He's only maybe five nine, maybe five ten. Played safety in high school, so he made the transition to cornerback once he got to TCU. And he's just really, no matter how big the receivers are, is, is anyone that watches Big 12, you know you're going to be facing a, a talented receiver every week. And he's just done a phenomenal job of shutting down those those other guys. I don't, Burks is going to present a good matchup for him, but the, the good thing about Tomlinson is he's faced guys like that in the Big 12. He's faced the big, tall receivers. He's faced the, the fast receivers. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about how he's going to play against some of the, the bigger receivers Arkansas has, but... Uh, the, the defense right now, just, just to kind of make this long answer shorter, they've played really, really good football the last few weeks. All right, Jeremy. I know you, you expect a, a, a low-scoring game. You predicted 28-20 TCU in this one, and uh, I think that's that's probably <laughs> pretty close to how it'll play out. I think it'll probably be low-scoring all the way to the fourth quarter. Appreciate you joining us, man. You bet. Thanks for having me. All right, Jeremy. All right, everybody. That's Jeremy Clark. Again, with Horn Frog Blitz, you can follow him at jclarkfb247. That's going to be an interesting matchup with that cornerback, I think, and Traylon Burks. And um, I know that there are a lot of stud wide receivers out there. I don't know that he's probably faced anybody quite like Traylon Burks, who is uh, big and tall and fast and elusive. He's just uh, just kind of a freak. So that's a that's a key matchup. And then, uh, of course, Mathis, you know, this is a guy that's getting to the quarterback a lot. If You know, like um, five of their past six games, I believe he said. Wait, wait, excuse me. What did he say here? I've got it written down. Anyway, like the last several games, he's, he's been getting like a, a, at least a couple of sacks. So uh, that's a, a really interesting thing to watch because um, – Felipe Franks does have a tendency to hold the ball a lot, and they've got guys that can really get to the quarterback. So be interesting to watch those matchups. Can they get to Arkansas uh, in the sack game? And then, of course, uh, that matchup with Burks and, and Tomlinson. All right. What we got next here? I'm going to real quick review 
the keys to victory in this one and the burning questions. Arkansas's defense obviously needs to get back on track. They have not played very well these last uh, last couple games. Uh, can Hogs contain Max Duggan? That is going to be a big secret for Arkansas's defense. Arkansas hasn't faced a lot of really great running quarterbacks. This guy is really elusive, okay? He is really elusive. He's a better passer than he was last year as a true freshman. He's just a true sophomore, but he can really move and, and get away from people. So that's going to be so big in this one. I mean, like if you think about it, like Bo Nix – I mean, Kellen Mond, it's not a lot of, like, really, really strong running quarterbacks that Arkansas has faced this year for whatever reason. Which offense will we see from Arkansas? It's a good question. They've definitely been up and down. Can Jaqueline Crawford make an impact? I want to see maybe, like, see a guy that can, maybe we could see in the return game or something like that. Could be something to watch. Have any new faces earned some snaps? All right, and the same things, you know, when we when we get down to, like, keys to victory, everybody gets real cute with them and stuff, but penalties, turnovers, special teams, injuries slash COVID, those four things are going to prevail no matter what. And, and probably third downs, how you perform on third down is going to be a big part of it. Curtis always provides a bonus one, motivation. That's key. I mean, when we talk about bowl games, every year you see teams that just don't show up. Think they're too good to be there. Think their opponent is beneath them. Think they got snubbed from something better, and they play like crap. I thought Bumper Pool made a good point for Arkansas, and it looks like for TCU also that, you know, they did go do their thing. They left the program. They came back. They had to all get tested and uh, a lot of negative tests. Came out really good. So that kind of maybe is a sign that, hey, everybody is really motivated to play this game. And Arkansas should be. I mean, first of all, these practices, these nine practices that they got were very key. I mean, it's not quite a spring, but it's close to it. Um, and obviously a little more jammed closer together. But uh, those practices are, are really key, especially for younger players, kind of getting a glimpse into next year, how things might fit out. They were able to scrimmage those guys a couple of times. So that's all good. All right. I promised Danny West we'd get to him about now. For those of you who don't follow Danny West, Danny West 247, not Danny West 1 as the graphic is right now. i got to get that updated. But Danny does a great job for us covering recruiting. If you're interested in getting a hogsports.com subscription, um, it's worth it just for Danny's stuff. He is our primary recruiting guy. Most of his content is VIP. So he does a great job for us. And he's going to do a great job on this little interview here. What's up, Trey? Danny. What's going on? How you doing, brother? I'm good. Getting ready for this game, man. Yeah, Checking I know. Out TCU, pretty it's, excited about it. It's a big one. We were talking a little bit about, you know, this matchup and, you know, how big a win in this game would be bleeding yeah. over into next season, playing Rice, and then getting Texas in week two. Hopefully all that stuff works out in Fayetteville. And this could be a real launching point for this program. Could be. You know, there's a lot of momentum despite how the season kind of went down the final stretch there you know it, it didn't end up uh, a couple of those games got away from you granted yeah. right lsu missouri probably should have won those games and uh, you think about the momentum you would have had at that point but they've still got positive momentum man look at all these seniors coming back that can't be overstated i think it says a lot about you know uh, the direction of the program obviously says a lot about uh, how they feel about Pittman. Mm. A lot of good things going on. You've got a top 20 class. We'll see if that ranking holds after the final signing day, but just a lot of positive stuff. And you're right. If they could somehow get this one, man, it would, it would be enormous. I'm not, I'm not going to take you down this path, Danny, but I just want to say I shudder to think what this program would be like right now with COVID <laughs> and all this stuff going on. If Chad Morris was still in charge, I I, I don't want to go down that road, but it. I think about that, you know, just with these players coming back, and I think about how many players were, you know, like leaving the program under Morris and and all that stuff, just with these guys coming back, but just how COVID would have been managed under Morris, it just it kind of it makes you it makes you grateful that there was a change. Makes you very thankful. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. I think this says a lot about Sam Pittman and the staff with so many of these seniors wanting to come back and play again because. I don't, I don't know if that would have been true in the past. Um, yeah. So, this is – yeah, this is this is a big game, obviously. Um, and 
you know, with, with the way Arkansas ended things, I mean, and we've talked about this too, like they lost three games by a total of seven points, all coming on kicks. Everybody that Arkansas faced that they that you said, you know, this should be a game, you know, this should be competitive. Everybody from Mississippi State to Auburn to Tennessee to Missouri to LSU, everybody, it was a close game, win or lose. Now, I look – obviously, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, all on a different level. You know, Alabama's probably on its own level. A&M. A&M on a little Those bit four. different level. Yeah. Is TCU more like, you know, one of these other teams, Missouri or – um, you know, Auburn, or are they more like Florida or Georgia or Alabama or Texas A&M? You know, I kind of think they're probably more along the lines of uh, an Auburn or an LSU or, a, you know, a little bit different, you know, I should say in terms of, like, quality because those yep. teams recruited at a different level. TCU kind of builds their system, builds, you know, and has a great system that's worked for them for a number of years. But I kind of think they're more on that level, which is why I think, you know, Jeremy Clark predicted uh, 28-20 in favor of TCU, and I could absolutely see a score like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could too. Arkansas has got to get back to turning people over, yep. man. Like I they mean, did you think about the year. The, yeah. yeah, I mean, they had – I think they've got 18 takeaways on the year, right? Mm-hmm. 13 of those came in the first four games of the year. 13. So you've only had five since then in the final six games there. So how do you do that? I mean, you're back to full health. I know injuries and COVID – simple depth issues played a role in some of that, but they've got to get a couple of uh, turnovers in this game. And I think it would be really big to get them early in the game. You don't want to get behind 10, 14 and be chasing this quarterback for the rest of the, for the rest of the night. Right. So Mm -hmm. in theory, I think, you know, if you could force this guy to throw, I think it's easy to go that route when you see a, a dual threat guy, but I really think that's the case here. Try to force him to throw, limit him, on the ground and, and try to slow down those three freshman running backs, one of which I thought at one point might be a Razorback trade, Darwin Barlow. Remember that kid? Yeah. Get out of Newton, Texas. Shout out to DJ Dean. Um, but, yeah, they've got some good ones, man. It's going to be a great game in my opinion. I see it going down uh, one score game, much like Jeremy had it there. And mm-hmm. uh, Hey, I think it's going to be a four-quarter game. Yeah, I think it will too. So, switching over to recruiting, Danny, Arkansas right now, I guess they've got 24 in the books for the class. They can, they've got one left. They can move two forward – or, excuse me, three forward, three ahead. So, they basically got four. Uh, and right. Pittman has talked about, you know, basically going transfer route with, with, with all of these spots, whether it's grad transfers or regular transfers, probably regular transfers of offensive line, grad transfers, defensive line. Yep. But you've jumped right into 2022 recruiting. And you've started coming out with the big red boards for different things. Just tell us a little bit, give us a taste of some of the stuff you've been working on. Well, you know, I, we got such an early start this year uh, mm-hmm. because Arkansas filled up so early. And when I say filled up, they had, what, 19, 20 guys in the boat just about by the time the, the first game rolled around. So mm-hmm. they got a head start, which means I got a head start. So with that, we're seeing a huge, uh, really record high number of early offers for next year's class. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a lot to keep up with, to be honest with you. And we're seeing more and more. I've got a list here, Trey, of 28 new offers that I'm updating in the profiles today, if that tells you anything. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are 2022. There's some 23s even a couple of 24s in there. But I think uh, a real shocker here, wide receivers is still <laughs> leaving, leading the way in terms of extended offers. We've seen Ryan Rhodes lately go out and, and extend uh, some new linebacker offers. Obviously, Sam Carter, he's, he's a big offer guy too, so a lot of corners in there. But it's still early. I know a lot of people are kind of impatient with this in-state group, a really good one for next year. Yeah. They've got three commitments for the 22 class. I think that's a really good start, um, especially this early in the game. But, yeah, maybe maybe try to get one or two more after the bowl game, uh, get them in the boat. All right, Danny, you got anything else you want to add? That's it. I'm that's just it. about out. All right, man. Oh, <laughs> See I appreciate, you, appreciate you joining us. Yep. All right, that's Danny West. Again, you can follow Danny at DannyWest247 on Twitter does a great job again that's just a you know a small sample of the great content that he puts out on 24 7 sports hogsports.com and again if you want to sign up right now it's just one dollar for your first month if you want to try things out and it's a great time to sign up or you can sign off for 30 percent off for your first year two great options 
Before we uh, get to your questions, I want to remind everybody one more time, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to give us a thumbs up if you like the content. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to that page and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Give us that thumbs up like there. Also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't taken time to throw us that five-star review, please do so. Say something nice about the show if you like it. Let other know what they can expect. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. All right. This will be the last show before the uh, Texas Bowl. I haven't decided if I'm going to do like a walk and talk. It's New Year's Eve. I might want to have me a beer or two. So I'm not sure if I'm going to do the walk and talk after the game. I'm, I probably will. It just I guess it will depend on how I feel. I don't think I can like do it the next day because I lose that emotional side of it. So probably will. All right, you talk me into it. I'll do it. Matthew Lowe says, think we go after Takias Crawford again. I don't, you know, that was more of a uh, – Previous staff recruits, so I don't, I don't know if that'll, if that would happen. David McDaniel says, "Woo pig suey." Wilson Wood from hometown Sheridan, getting back the leadership of Morgan Cunningham, Warren, and Kern is worth way more than talent that comes with it. Yeah, I mean, it helps. All, I mean, just that the veteran, older guy. I mean, we're talking about some guys that can be 24, 23, 24 years old. It's a big difference between a nineteen-year-old and a twenty-four-year-old. I mean. <laughs> Grant Morgan's freaking married. I mean, <laughs> it's just a lot different. Spud Snyder says, must bust returns, War Eagles in trouble now. I can't wait to watch that basketball game. It'll be fun finally getting to some real, real competitive games, games you're real danger of losing. Austin Pageant says, Trey, how do we get pressure on the quarterback? I mean, to me, it's contain this guy. Don't let him escape. Don't let him get behind you. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what what Barry Odom does. I mean, I I think Arkansas has better potential to get to the quarterback, especially, you know, like Matteo Soli, now that he's got his cast off, maybe he can get some pressure there. It hurts not having Julius Coates because I thought he was really coming on there. Eric Gregory's a good player, but they just don't have a pure speed guy. I don't know. I don't think you just drop eight here, do you? You know? I think if you can run a four, of course, every time I said they should run a four-man front, they just you know they run three man down line in the whole game. But I think they could mix it mix it up a little bit with these guys. TCU is what used to seeing a four-two-five a lot, I guess, and you know in practice they, that's what their defense runs. With every offensive lineman returning, how much better do you think Arkansas will be? Do they need to recruit a JC transfer lineman to improve? I think I like Pittman's approach in terms of you know going off after a regular transfer that's got some more time to develop. I don't know if you're going to find like a really great high school offensive lineman at this point in recruiting. So I think that's probably the avenue to take. But they should be a lot better. I mean, some of these guys like Ricky Stromberg and Myron Cunningham added 35 pounds in the offseason. That's a lot of weight. You know, I've talked about like some of the other bigger offensive linemen in the SEC that are like shedding weight to get down to 320 or so in Arkansas, like packing on weight. Um, I want to see what these guys do after a year carrying that weight. And then some of these other guys getting bigger and stronger, you know, really working on uh, adding strength and stuff. And then some of these other guys, you know, like Jalen St. John, you know, that's a guy that came in at, you know, 360 pounds <laughs> and needed to shed some weight, you know. To me, that's like you're going to feel lighter on your feet. You're going to feel um, strong still but lighter versus, you know, if you add 25 35 pounds like Cunningham did, you might feel a little bit slower. Like, yeah, I got a little more power, but I don't feel quite as nimble, you know, because he was playing at 290 last year. So we'll see. Daniel Stewart says, what it do, Biddy? Wesley Harris says, love this live stream. Appreciate that, guys. Randall Files says, we picked Suey from Appleton, Wisconsin. How do you see the Hogs slowing down the TCU running game? Well, basically, to me, what Arkansas has to do is, is tackle really well, keep everything in front of them, don't let them slip tackles. You know, I think, like, back to that LSU game when Arkansas could not convert a third down, but it was the fourth quarter or halfway through the third quarter before they even got in a better situation than a second or third and five. You know, in LSU, they're falling forward, you know. And so, to me, you can't – once you make contact with these guys, you got to stop. And they've got some talented backs. I mean – that, I mean, they, they've got some really good running backs. But, you know, Bumper Pool made a great point. It's like, you know, we're facing elite running backs every single week. 
But to me, they got to get these guys down, and they've struggled at times in that. You know, I go back to the Auburn game with Tank Bixby. They, they couldn't get him down. I think the rain played a part of a role in that. But once you make contact with them, they need to be going the other way. They don't need to be falling for a yard or two more. That's how they get in those third and short situations, keeps the chain moving. Cody Tober says, how do you think all of these returning seniors are going to impact recruiting and or player retention in regards to the younger guys sitting behind them? Well, I think I think it, I don't I don't see a lot change. I think it's a good sign that these guys are coming back, and I think it'll probably trickle with everybody. Like, yeah, I can come back, and and all these guys get the year back. It's not just these seniors; all of them get the year back. So, I think as far as recruiting, I don't think it impacts recruiting because I don't think as a true freshman you expect like to come in and just play right away. I think, to me, I think it's better in mo- in a lot of cases to learn behind a, a, an older player. And with this, again, I've said, I think this will make Arkansas a better team next year. I don't think all schools across the country are going to experience the same type of retention with their seniors as Arkansas will. So I think it will make them a better team and therefore make them a more attractive team as far as recruiting goes. You know, these guys aren't going to be there when this next group of guys come in to the program. So the guys who are there now are already signed, so it's just really a few spots left. So, I mean – Maybe it impacts them a little bit with a like a grad transfer they might have been in on before on the offensive line. But as far as recruiting, it should only boost recruiting, I think. Grant Toynton says, who else do you think coming back and praying for Henry and Xavier Kelly? Those those guys would be welcome additions. Um, I mean, Jonathan Marshall, obviously Dorian Gerald. I mean, those are those are all guys to watch. Dorian Bobby Swain uh, is is not said anything yet whether he return he'll return or not. Adrian Jones says, right experience will give us an edge over some teens. Avery Edom says, I'll be happy if Franks comes back. I don't think you'll see. I don't think you're going to be happy. <laughs> Sam Kerr says, love all the seniors returning, but who else is excited to see what spark Crawford provides at wide receiver in the bowl game? Wish he could have played all season with Pig. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what kind of guy they got out there uh, in him. I mean, it's another Justin Step lure, you know, so kudos Justin Step. Done a great job recruiting at wide receiver. Avery Edom says, how many seniors do you think will come back? Right now, six. I think we'll see a couple more at least. Adrian Jones says, Traylon Smith, a junior or senior? Traylon is a redshirt sophomore. Grant Twinton says, we don't need Reed. (laughs) He did not – I mean, to give Reed credit, he had a really good year at Duke last year, and this year he just just didn't. Just didn't have a great year. But – there's no reason not to keep him around if he wants to stay. I mean, the year's forgiven for him. Give you a little more competition at kicker. That's not a bad thing, is it? Cedric Bush, or excuse me, Cedric White says is Bush lack of play due to injuries or talent bust. He's had a shoulder injury all year. He's only played in two games. Anthony Biggs, Footser Jr. says his coach still on the team right now. He's not. Avery Edom says, who's playing quarterback against TCU? That'll be Felipe Franks. Marco Giles says, Trey, if you could choose who Arkansas would stomp a mud hole in next year, which team would you most want it to be? I think I would probably speak for Arkansas fans mostly. I mean, is Auburn still the same? Is it still the same, like, take that Auburn (laughs) if Gus and Chad aren't there? I don't know. Texas A&M, I mean, I think a lot of fans would probably pick Texas A&M just because of the way that series has gone lately. But Anthony Biggs Foots Jr. says, I'll answer for him, Auburn. Probably one of those two. Grant Toynton says, who do you think the four scholarships go towards, one left this year and push three forward? I think I think Pittman made it clear yesterday. I asked him about it. He said, um, you know, probably still – looking at offensive line, but maybe not grad transfers, maybe more guys that have some eligibility left after next season and then still defensive line. I mean, and I agree with him. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, if there's a great linebacker out there who could help you. But you get Levi Draper back, who you recruited from OU last year. He's going to be healthy. He was injured in the first game. Grant Morgan's coming back. Bumper Pool will be back. And uh, Hayden Henry, possibly. So, I guess it just depends. You know, tight end's another position, but you get Blake Kern back. So, maybe you just turn your attention to recruiting a real stud tight end in the uh, in the next recruiting cycle out of high school ranks. Any additional seniors deciding to return? I think we covered that, Butcher. Butch Joyner. The Butcher. I just gave you a nickname, Butch. The Butcher. 
on accident. That's how great nicknames come about and inventions. Cedric White says, Trey, what's your honest opinion of Clark? I think he's better suited as a safety as opposed to corner Clark. Hudson Clark, yeah, I think there were some examples. Now, first of all, Arkansas didn't win the Ole Miss game. Hudson's caught some flack this year since the Ole Miss game, but Arkansas didn't win that game without him, okay? So let's put that out there. But secondly, yeah, maybe safety. Maybe wouldn't mind seeing him get a crack over there. I think there were some examples this year where, um, you know, from a speed standpoint, some guys, you know, burned him pretty good. So he struggled, I thought, a lot of times with some double moves. But, um, yeah, maybe safety. Maybe give him a crack there. Maybe uh, the hybrid spot, the outside linebacker spot. But he provides some depth at corner too. So maybe work him at all spots. Who knows? Billy Wooten says, LS who? Shady Quiet says, believe it's time for KJ or Horns to take the lead, plus more suited for Browse offense. Frank has nothing to gain staying. Yeah, I mean, this one game, obviously, for Franks, but I think a lot of people are intrigued to see what happens. But Franks was key to Arkansas' success this year. Happy belated birthday, Felipe. Lisa Cup Hancock says, why does TCU feel like Arkansas is not a worthy opponent? I don't, you, you know, I, some fans on the TCU board have kind of expressed that, but it's just their opinion, man. <laughs> but I, I think you probably just go back to what Arkansas has done the last couple of years. I mean, they've been terrible until this season. I think you just glance at their record and they only have three wins. But, you know, probably that's how it looks on the surface. But three losses by seven points, including the Auburn game that they were completely robbed of. Um, they were a lot more competitive team this year, and it's going to be a close game. Arkansas 55, TCU 14, SEC tough. I don't know about that. That would that would that would have to be TCU like acting like some of the the fans have and and that it's just going to be a route. And Arkansas didn't deserve to play TCU. Uh, they would have to come in with that attitude to get spanked like that. Lisa Cup Hancock says Arkansas 35, TCU 21. Man, Traylon will kick that little dude's butt if they play man to man. You know he's he's a good player. I, I don't doubt that, and I don't doubt that he's faced some really good wide receivers. But I am anxious to see anybody successfully cover Traylon Burks. I'm not anxious to see that, but I'm curious to see if anybody can do it on the college level. Patrick Germany says, do you think Frank's coming back for another year? No. Adrian Jones says special teams is garbage right now. Yep. I mean, when you when you factor in a few things, you know, TCU's been solid on special teams. I think they got an all-SEC – or, excuse me, all-Big 12 punter. But they've been solid on special teams. Um, they've got – a little bit more continuity, I guess, with the program, with Gary Patterson, a lot more. I mean, he's been there forever. Uh, special teams for Arkansas has been atrocious. You cannot lose special teams in this game, in my opinion, with everything, you know, probably going to be so tight. And that's what's cost them. I mean, those three games we talked about by combined seven points, block kick, field goal, field goal. Those are how those three games were won. So special teams has cost Arkansas three games this season. Straight up cost them. I mean – the Auburn game was robbed, but ultimately it was a kick. Aaron Serrett says, we have to be able to run the ball. We need at least 100 yards on the ground. We need short third down. Third down is going to be so key. They, they've really, really crippled Arkansas, both sides of the ball in some of these games. I mean, short third downs complete at least 50%. Score 35-plus points to win. Our defense will only be able to hold them for so long. Hopefully, Franks will get – off to a good start. You know, Pittman says that Arkansas will be as good from a number standpoint as they've been since the opener. And really they were playing pretty solid defense for the most part. I mean, think about how they played that first half, first three quarters or so against Georgia and, and how they played against Mississippi State who had just went off on LSU. I thought Pittman made a good point too. Like towards the end of the year with all the injuries that they had and the struggles with COVID and stuff – they lost to some teams he felt like they would have taken care of if they'd played them earlier in the year. And I, I think he's probably right. Casey French Fulton, True Frierson, responded True Frierson. I, I hope you're right. I have a buddy, I have a TCU buddy that's rubbing it in good. Why? I mean, why would you be rubbing it in before the game starts? That's asking for it. Kyle Curry says, I'm most intrigued to see this team line up against the opponent from another Power 5 conference tray on which side of the ball, if either, do you think the Hogs have the best chance to break out in this game? Well, I think offensively, even though TCU's defense is pretty scrappy and, and plays pretty sound, only giving up 35 points a game, or excuse me, 350 yards per game, wow, 
There's my brain going. I, I guess I must be hitting that 50-minute mark. The brain's starting to go. But um, I think Arkansas's offense has a chance to b- do some really good things. Um, you know, they did it in the Missouri game, even without Felipe Franks. So we'll see. Alabama was tough. That was a tough cookie to crack. Adrian Jones says, oh, please don't mention Chad Morse. Justin Ashmore says, after losing a couple of heartbreakers against LSU and Missouri, then enthralled by the tide, I think we are thirsty for blood, horn frog blood. <laughs> Do you think Franks will have another high-flying game against a Big 12 defense? I, I think Franks could probably have a really good game in his last time out. He's been banged up. He's had the rib issue. Hopefully he'll be nice and healthy. These young guys recover a lot faster than us old guys. Adrian Jones says she believes that they would have beaten Missouri if Grant Morgan hadn't gotten hurt. I, I think, you know, that personal foul penalty in that game for crossing your arms, because you can't do this. How many times have you seen guys do that since this? I mean, you're like paying attention now, aren't you? And then none of them get a flag thrown on them. But uh, I think you're right. That was a turning point in the game. Let's see what else we got. Yeah, everybody wants to walk and talk. I'm doing it. I was just messing around. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. I'm just scrolling through here to see if there's anything else. Yeah, I don't want to get into any Joyce Coat stuff. Hopefully they'll be able to bring him back with the team. I understand just dealing with some stuff. Gerald would be smart to come back, says Wilson Wood. I think so. I mean, I think, again, people get in a hurry to get out of here. A year is not that long. A year, I mean, at my age, a year is like a month. It feels like like a month used to feel. Time used to go so much slower the older you get. And I think these young guys just see it a little bit differently. But, man, if you ask most people, you go back to a time in your life, as I said, if it's not just college, it's college and something else. For most people, it's, it was probably the funnest time. It's like that unbridled time in your life. You never get a chance to do it ever again. You can do a lot of things again, but you never go back to college. I mean, unless you're an old guy, an old lady. Let's see what else we got. Wilson thinks they are motivated to not – we are too motivated to not win this game, says Wilson. Steve Glenn McCurr says, do you plan to walk and talk after the bowl game? You could walk around your neighborhood and talk. I'm going to. I guess I'll probably have to flashlight it or I'll do in the backyard. I'll do something. But it doesn't work to do it the next day because then I'm like processed it and come to terms with it, (laughs) you know, one way or the other. Hopefully come to terms in a good way. Billy Wooten says, how come Arkansas ain't mad at Alabama because they're good, man? Not sure what you mean there, Billy. Stephen Wilson says, hey, it was fun. Year wish Marshall would come back. Crossed arms on our sidelines. Come in late. You list the return senior wish. Um, yeah, I mean, you can watch it, Stephen, on uh, YouTube. You can watch it on replay here on Facebook Live. So um, I talked about it very early, uh, Stephen, on the seniors. I want to thank Jeremy Clark from Horn Frogs Blitz does a great job over on that side if you're a Horn Frogs fan listening then make sure you go check them out also appreciate Danny West for bringing his insight as well as recruiting information and thank you to all of you for your questions it's going to be an interesting game against TCU on Thursday New Year's Eve six o'clock from NRG Stadium uh, in the Texas Bowl should be a good one I think it's going to be a close game all right everybody we pretty much wrapped it up I think we covered all topics I wanted to today Appreciate everybody for joining you, uh, for joining us, and uh, be sure to give us that thumbs up if you haven't done so already. All right, everybody. Next time I see you guys will be after the TCU game for a walk and talk. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 